Hey there, I'm Jesse, and you're listening to the Deep Lore Boys Podcast, where me, Matthew, and Jackson delve into the random, rare, and often ridiculous pieces of human history. So it needs to be said, it needs to be said, uh, I have some bad news. We, we have some bad news. We didn't want to have to make this video. But here know, we you are. know, it just sort of happened. Here we are, uh, we weren't expecting this to happen. Deep Lore Boys is over. Um, episode, this is our 16th and final episode. You see, Sony, thanks for sniffing there. Thanks for doing that. Great. <laughs> you see, can you stop sniffing? You're botching the recording, Jackson. I'm crying. Oh, he's so sad. Oh, I oh, so love it. Oh. <laughs> guys, um, Sony has released Morbius the Vampire. A film so inconceivably flawless in every aspect. Not only is it affecting the entirety of the film industry, but it's now affecting YouTube content. Morbius has single-handedly brought down our podcast. Yeah, Morbius, there is no more deep lore. Even if there was more lore to discuss outside of Morbius, it wouldn't matter because no one would care. Yeah, Just... there's there, there's nothing. No. I don't I don't need more lore. All I need is more BS. For those of you who don't know like the backstory on Morbius, um he has an alcoholic father and his father ends up dying of alcoholism when he's very young, like 11 or 12 years old. Oh, poor Morbius. And he ends up having sad. to move into his um this house in the country with this young boy who's like 12. And he ends up finding out that this young boy possesses like a family heirloom. I believe it's like a, it's a mask. And when he puts on the mask, he turns into a vampire. But then he goes like crazy and kills the boy's dog. And the boy gets really mad. Is this Joe Jorbius? Joe Jorbius. No, this is is Joe Jorbius' morbid adventure? No way. This is is Morbius. This is Joe Jorbius' morbid adventure. Well, he ends up causing a lot of a lot of trouble, but I'm not going to spoil. Dude, too I much actually of it. cried in the scene. Yeah, I don't want to spoil too much. But when he <laughs> said you thought it was Morbius, but it was <laughs> it was it was Jorbius. Okay, but to be fair, I'm gonna break the break the Morb wall here for a minute. The Morb. <laughs> Once wall. this meme dies, this episode is just gonna be pure cringe. Like, can you imagine going back and seeing like that "Do You Know yeah, the Way" yeah, episode? I, I, yeah, people are gonna go yeah. back in like a few months and be like, "Oh man, Morb saw you." Ugh. Honestly, we should never discuss this again after like we're done making the episode. Just like we never talk about this again. It's still <laughs> never on touch channel. Morbius never again. again. Yeah, like, we should just never even consider Morbius. Who's Morbius? Huh? No, who, what? I don't even know a Morbius. So Morbius is a vampire. But you know who else seems to be a vampire? Petar Blagojevic. I don't know anything about him, but you told me that he was a vampire. So, uh, I want to kind of just state the obvious here. This is Morbisode. Okay, this is a Morb episode. We're talking about Morbius, Morbius funny, you know, as as you do, right? Mm -hmm. But kind of the issue with this as to why I don't just want to read these stories and say <laughs> guys he's guys, like Morbius goofy, uh, vampire is because uh this is a well-documented case of somebody who did reportedly die and then after that several other people died either brutally or through other mysterious circumstances and then you know obviously as you do you call him a vampire because it's you know like that right it's spooky 
you know, we don't have clear proof that, you know, this stuff happened and that people definitely died. But seeing as we don't really know, it's just kind of something, you know, you want to handle, you know, without making morbid morb jokes the entire time. Regardless of if you think it was a vampire or a serial killer or just like, you know, maybe it's maybe it's exaggerated or something. Probably ball lightning, actually. Ball lightning. You can explain literally anything remotely paranormal or weird. It's just all Probably ball, ball lightning, lightning again. Ah, oh, blast! Uh, what can turn you do? ball lightning as you do, you know. <laughs> so, so what is the actual story here with the with the disclaimer out of the way? That so, this is a, Peter Blagojevic uh, was a Serbian peasant. Basically, he lived his peasant life in Serbia, chilling, you know, doing as he a does. He was a farmer. Peasant. He's a pleasant peasant. He seemed to have been a nice guy, you know. He was chilling. He had a family, vibing. Uh, and then, well, he died. Um, he mm-hmm. died one day. And then he so, went sicko mode, it looks he, like, and yeah, just started he did not, killing people. He did not stay dead and rose again that night as a vampire and killed reportedly nine other villagers after his death, all within a few days. Yeah, I'm seeing that according to Wikipedia, at least, uh, this version of the story, Within eight days, nine other people perished, and on their deathbeds, the victims allegedly claimed to have been killed by uh, Blagojevic. Although uh, they weren't dead at that point, obviously. They were just saying, oh, it, it was Peter. Basically, this could also be a case of mass hysteria, which is actually more disturbing the way that I see it. But yeah, as the story goes, uh, Blagojevic went, to, he went back to his house after being dead, and asked his wife for shoes, for his shoes specifically. He, he would like, you know, his shoes because he died and lost them. And she was like, uh, aren't you dead? And he's like, no, I want my <laughs> shoes. And so she was kind of freaked out and moved to a Are different village dead? and didn't see him. Honey, where are my shoes? <laughs> Dude. Uh, that's so that was probably pretty awkward for her that probably was Uh, pretty odd it was pretty odd and then she left uh and the villagers were like oh well that's awful this guy he's been dead we buried him as you do but apparently he's still around you know his wife just had to leave a bunch of our fellows are dead it's like among us (laughs) there's an imposter among (laughs) us this is yeah we said you know handle it seriously and then proceed to make among us reference so basically what happened was you know, he was buried at the churchyard, and they had to convince the priest to dig up the corpse of this man. He was like, "Man, uh, what are you on about? I ain't about to do this." Yeah, he's like, "I'm ghost digging crime. up a corpse. Like, you know, we don't do that." And um, when he said that he wasn't going to, these people said that they would all leave the town unless he dug up the corpse and leave and so him he alone was with like, the vampire. Yeah, and he was like, "Okay, you know what? We'll dig up the corpse." So they dug it up, uh, and sure enough, there was no decomposition. He had a fresh like beard growing on his face and the hair was growing. He had his skin and nails had grown and stuff like he was clearly still alive. And the people, uh, instead of just being distressed, they reportedly grew more outraged than distressed. So they were just very angry and they were like, oh, my God, it's actually he is a vampire. What the come on, Peter, you said you wouldn't be a vampire. Dude, come on, man. Uh. And so they proceeded to, as you do to vampires, take a wooden stake and run it through the man's chest. And then after that, they took the body and then cremated it and burned it. So. I would say that is that is a vampire dealt with, you know, once you stake <laughs> I would in the say heart, that's like a, that's a, a vampire. vampire busted right there. Proper vampire extermination. 
And this is one of many, many, many vampire stories that all came out during this time. Right. Uh, across Europe, there were a lot of vampires. Ah, Scout. But they Scout quite knows we're talking about unholy Scout beasts. Scout knows, yeah. Scout knows we're talking about some bad stuff. Out, he senses it. He He's warding off them. the vampires. Thanks, buddy. Scout, yeah, Scout does a good job at warding vampires away. But that was the best way to either kill a vampire or prevent somebody from becoming a vampire is driving a stake through their chest. That is the best way to do it. There are other ways to do it. You can sprinkle them with holy water. That's, you know, your classic. If an animal, such as like a dog or a cat, jumps over the corpse, that greatly increases the chance of that corpse rising as a vampire. So if that happens, stake the corpse. Get a That darn cat. Oh, geez, Scout. Oh, Scout, what happened? Scout's here. Scout knows. Are you sure? Okay, you you, yeah. you might want to like, I don't know, do yeah. a perimeter check for demons or something. Get check. out the old ghost reader. Oh, Scout. Yeah, I think I think Scout knows. Scout definitely knows better than to jump over corpses. Oh um, well, I think if Scout jumps over a corpse, he yeah, probably like, like seals the deal. Being, so. They will never become a vampire. But uh, yeah, as much as vampires have kind of been brought into the light nowadays, they were a pretty dark subject back in the day. But uh, thankfully, Morbius has scared all the vampires away. No yeah, vampire Morbius would dare challenge vampire. Morbius. So now with Morbius here protecting us, uh, thank God for Sony. You know, now <laughs> we're safe from vampires because Morbius has saved us once and for all. I'm not gonna lie, the first time in Doctor Strange when, uh, stinking, uh, what is her name, Star America, her her parents got yeeted <laughs> into that portal, my buddy that was just busted out laughing. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> it was so hard. That was the goofiest scene I have <laughs> ever seen it was really... in a film. It was terrible. <laughs> Something like, about the animation, uh, just the way that they the just animation flopped just off like, screen. He just like looped <laughs> into a portal. <laughs> okay, okay, well now we gotta watch it. Yeah, you gotta watch it. You gotta get a live reaction. I haven't even clicked on it. I, no! Jackson, oh my god, you just what? hit the download button. Oh. You <laughs> Please! I'm not full screening this. Why does her eyes have to go like Super Saiyan? I, I don't know. <laughs> it's so tough. Oh, it's so funny <laughs> <goofy laughs> looking. The bee doesn't even sting her. <laughs> no, she just. Were they aware she, she had that power goes, before like, then? No. She, she literally so... does like the Goku <laughs> Super Saiyan power up thing. She does. So Dude, I is... just love the idea. You have a freaking just these two women with their daughter just walking through the woods and do- enjoying a nice stroll down the path. A bee lands on your daughter and they're like, oh, frick, nah. <laughs> she just goes <laughs> super sad. And then yeets you into another dimension. What's funny is that the bee was fine. Nothing bee happened to nothing. the bee. The bee just flies away. The bee is completely <laughs> the bee untouched. gets off scot-free. I just love the idea of this. You're walking through the woods, life <sighs> is good, and then your daughter goes super saiyan and sends you through a portal. Well, this is and technically I... the thing is, Jerry Seinfeld in the bee movie was actually responsible for the death of America's parents and Doctor Strange too. There is that. that yeah, I mean, yeah. that's kind of Dang, funny. Dang, that's... I didn't make that connection. 
Yeah. Dude, it's a, they, I mean, they said multiverse. I'm thinking multiverse. I mean, sorry. What does that even what did mean? You just say? <laughs> I didn't even say that right. I'm going to say that again in English. They're I mean, saying they multiverse. <laughs> I'm thinking <laughs> multiverse. <laughs> Thing is like. <laughs> Nobody pronounces it multiverse or multiverse. They just say multiverse. I'm gonna start saying Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness. <laughs> multiverse. Of madness. Oh, what? what does that what? even mean? I realize that I pronounced what? it wrong the first time, but I was. They're I saying know. multiverse. I'm saying multiverse. multiverse. It's like good for you. you pronounce it wrong. They're what saying makes multiverse. that so much? <laughs> I'm saying multiverse. <laughs> oh, yeah. What know? makes that so much funnier to me is I get that where you were trying to go was connecting that to the B movie. Which is... <laughs> yeah. What about that has to do with the B movie? I was expecting to say, like, yeah, yeah, they're saying Doctor Strange. I'm saying, no, I like the B movie. I was like, okay, whatever. And then, no, multiverse, more like a multiverse. <laughs> What? Uh, what oh, my stomach hurts. I'm, I think that that's oh. the world that the B movie is actually based on. Uh, what <laughs> did you what just say? The B movie was based. Were... The B movie is based. <laughs> Jackson, what were you trying to say? <laughs> yeah, actually, so like, I was gonna. Well, I think I was trying to say was they said it was a multiverse, <laughs> so I'm gonna make it a multiverse and basically connect it with a B movie. Basically... <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> They're saying multiverse, I'm saying multiverse. I still can't get over, like, I, I've i seen Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, seen that twice now. Uh, yeah, so and I still I. can't take it seriously. It sounds like when you look through, like, the 50s and 60s, mainly 60s, and you see, like, a Godzilla movie, and it's like, Godzilla versus the Giga Beast 2. And you're just kind of like, what? This was a movie that came this out? This was a film? I uh, guess on the topic of um, Godzilla and maybe dropping bombs in Japan, I kind of want to go into... <laughs> Wait a second. Wait a second here. Oh, hold on. Jackson, have you been paying attention? You've been paying attention, Jackson. Uh, well, I, I was paying attention, but I was trying <laughs> to find a way to go back. very... Very, very long, pointless, wonderful conversation and go into our, our final topic. Is this a morb topic? Yes, this is a morb topic. What what are you going over, Joe? Oh, the bat bomb? Yes. Yeah, you just went way past it. Wait, okay. what's the bat bomb? <laughs> Hold on. The the tell me about bomb? this. This oh, this is a good topic. Okay. The bat bomb. In in World War Two, people were coming up with a lot of really um weird ideas. It was kind of a desperate time, and I guess it was called for desperate measures, but this was a little bit <laughs> This was this one was a, of those. This was a very desperate measure for <laughs> a very desperate time. I'm gonna guess I'm I'm just gonna like go out on a limb here and guess that this is a bomb that released bats. And so you in, can just like drop ways. bat so, swarms. It's actually kind of awful. <laughs> I mean, most bombs are. But, uh, well, this this, this is, is um, extra inhumane. <laughs> this is extra bad. So um, every bomb was going to have one, one bat in it. Oh, only one. No, no, no. The bomb had a thousand compartments. Each compartment contained a bat. So each bomb would have a thousand bats. Oh, okay, that's even better. That's that's okay. So each compartment was one bat. (laughs) Each bat was going to have a um, timed incendiary bomb attached to them. Oh gosh! The bomb was to be dropped at dawn, like right before the sun rose. 
So all the bets. I can't even say what? this out loud. This is terrible. <laughs> okay. Who Jackson, came up with on. this? This is horrible. <laughs> so they would parachute the bomb down. They'd just drop it down slowly. It would open. The bats would fly out with the bomb strapped to them. <laughs> A thousand suicide bats. Yes, the bats would go and like, you know, fly into attics and like the tops of houses as bats do. Oh, and no. And then, you know, come evening, they would detonate the bombs and just oh, no. blow up houses. What? So this is... Not only maybe the most inhumane bomb ever, apart from like an atomic bomb, but when you first compare it with the fact that you're now just killing innocent animals, it's also you don't know where the bats are gonna go. Right. Like the bats could fly into like a children's hospital and just <laughs> right, and blow just... up. Like you don't know where the oh. you don't we don't do this. We don't just right, you don't send just... bombs out and <laughs> Like how much explode do you want? Yes, yes, yes. We, ex- I don't care what we blow up. Just blow it up. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just blow up blow something. Up. I don't know something. Do this damage. was invented by some kind of like twisted pyromaniac. He watched Morbius one too many times and just went nuts. Okay, so the bats, the bat bomb was first brought into existence by a dental surgeon named Lytle Adams. Apparently, he went to Carlsbad Caverns in New Mexico and saw bats and thought, man, wouldn't it be awesome if we lit them on fire and sent them loose around Japan? And Dude. proceeded to write his idea to the White House about a month after the Pearl Harbor incident. So this was fresh. And Adams, the guy who proposed this idea, stated in his letter that the bat is the lowest form of animal life. And Whoa. Here, okay, here we go. Until now, reasons for its creation have remained unexplained. So up until now, bats have just what? been worthless. And here's what I really like. He went on to say that bats were created by God to await this hour to play their part in the scheme of free human existence. What? And to frustrate any attempt of those who dare desecrate our way of life. So this man believes that God made bats thousands of years before for the sole As a biological of a weapon. Bomb. Yes. Roosevelt, when asked about this, said, This man is not a nut. It sounds like a perfectly Are you wild sure? idea. But is worth looking into. Are you sure? I see, I imagine this as a scenario where like Roosevelt had gotten like seven letters from this guy about like bat bomb blueprints, and then eventually one day the guy just like crawled through the window of the White House and was like, hey, 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 did you get my letters? Okay, so I'm thinking here, here, give me a sheet of paper, give me a pencil. So I'm thinking, if we if we strap the bombs on like this. The funniest part about this whole thing to me, because you're right, it is kind of like really inhumane at the same time. But I find it so funny that this man, he not only was just this random dentist who saw bats and thought like, yo, what if we those should set exploded? them on fire? Right. Not only yeah, like, that, but he went full like chosen one mode and was like, no, bats were created by God to be used to destroy Japan. Yes thing is like this idea is almost comical but then you realize like people actually looked into this and was like this is no here's the thing like not only did people look into it they did it they made a bat bomb oh did this ever actually happen it happened they had it in the carl so the idea came from the carlsbad caverns and then for some reason they just went to the carlsbad army airfield auxiliary air base that's a lot uh and they basically went there near carlsbad 
and they had a bat bomb and they released the bats by accident. The bats roosted under a fuel tank and no, then no. proceeded to blow up, blow up <laughs> oh, the fuel tank no. and blew up the entire yeah, they they blew up the the airfield base. Yeah, uh, the Carlsbad Army Airfield Auxiliary Base was set on fire on May fifteenth, nineteen forty three, when armed bats were accidentally released. So it can do it can do a lot of damage. We know that. So apparently, it did work. For it those worked. Of you who, yeah. who well, that's not that. that's not all they did though, because following the setback, it looks like they built a mock up Japanese city in Utah. <laughs> Wait, so they didn't, they didn't, this wasn't like the, the nail in the coffin for them? This no, they the kept on going. No, they kept on going. They were like, no, they no, no, guys, we can make this work. So they built well, a fake now they Japanese knew that it city. Now they knew they could do it. And so they yeah. renamed it Project X-Ray. So yeah, they made a whole fake Japanese village. And then they did it again. They set bats loose there. Then they proceeded to burn down the Japanese village. The, yeah, the main problem with this is, like, anytime you're dealing with a lot of little animals, like swarms of bugs and stuff... All it takes is for one little thing to go wrong, and then you've got a big problem on your hands. How did they strap incendiaries to every single bat? I guess you'd have like, to do it like I by mean, hand. It must have been. Is, a, like, I like to think they have the bat assembly line, and they just take each bat <laughs> a just conveyor belt. Oh my gosh! Hold on. This is this is going to be a callback for a very small amount of people. I'm thinking, but y'all remember Hero Factory? Yeah, what if it was like that? We build heroes. Straps bomb to bat's chest. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the amount of oh pop culture references that have been in this episode are just unreal. Like, there's been going. quite a few. I made a Bionicle reference earlier. I'm not sure if it will have made it into the podcast, but I'm comparing the awakening of one bat in the bat bomb storage facility to like the Bullrock. Because once you awake one, it's just it's over. So this is actually kind of tragic. I do just want to state this is that the guy who made it said, and this is actually true, that if we had just used a bat bomb instead of an atomic bomb, a lot less people would have died if we had just used bat bombs. But do you think Japan would have surrendered because of a bat bomb? Maybe. Like, oh no, the so. bats, oh, it's the wrath of God, jeez, we surrender. So this is why so, Jack Churchill wanted the war to go on. Yeah, he wanted, them, he, he wanted, wanted, wanted to bomb. see the bat bomb. Yeah, he wanted used. to see the Morbius bomb in full <laughs> so, force. I mean, that is a good point, though. Like, if you think about it, a bat bomb is a lot more humane than an atomic bomb. It's still nothing to be, like, praised. Yeah, I mean, a bomb it's is a bomb. Awful. It's a bomb. You're At this point, you're burning a thousand bats as well. But at least no, you're you know, burning more billion bats. Because yeah, you're burning a more billion bats. You'd have to drop bats. more than one. Bomb You'd have to drop them. Morbius bat. But this is like the perfect difference between Americans and British. Is like the British are like, what happens if we build like a special type of ice with sawdust and build an aircraft carry out of it so that it's like more resistant to bombs? And America is like, <laughs> meanwhile, drop a bunch of incendiaries <laughs> to bats and blow them up in the middle of like a Japanese village, like. Yeah, it's like the yes. most redneck hillbilly idea. I'm a little like afraid that this idea is out there. Like the general public can know about this. You know, somewhere if there's like a redneck gang war, I like. Oh yeah, this bat bombs will be, will used, be used at some point. I can't say it's a bad idea, but it is like a uh, come on. Yeah, there's a lot more humane methods than an a bomb that don't involve burning animals with it. Yeah. So.
I guess a lot of people take like vampire comics and zombie comics almost for, for granted because they were not always able to be a thing. In 1954, there was a comic book code authority that they, they didn't let you do certain things and put certain things in comics. You weren't allowed to use any sort of scene of like horror or excessive bloodshed or like gruesome crimes. And something else in here was that you were not allowed to write about vampires. Dang, so this was like the D&D satanic panic before D&D. No, this was like, you know, you couldn't make Morbius because Morbius was a vampire and vampire bad. They said all gruesome illustrations shall be eliminated. So I guess like a vampire... Eliminated. Eliminated. So no Morbius. No Morbius. Morbius would not have been allowed. I mean, even just vampires in general weren't allowed. But then like even outside of that, it was just like... Like he couldn't do any like vampire stuff. Yeah, that's the other thing. Uh, There were no vampires, no, no reference or instruments or association with the walking dead, torture, vampires, ghouls, cannibalism, or werewolfism. Which I guess, depending on the comic, like I guess that wouldn't be too hard to avoid with like a Captain America. Yeah, um, if you're doing that, like but, you know, you're not exactly going to be throwing werewolves in there. Maybe you will. I don't know. But wait a second. There was a there was an, a writer who worked for DC Comics whose last name was Wolfman. His name was Marv Wolfman, and it became an issue with the comic book code. Oh, they were like Wolfman, like a werewolf, like a wait, werewolf. No, that's oh, satanic. No. Oh God. The funny thing is, like, why? How did they do that? That's obnoxious. The poor guy. The poor man. It's not. That's his name. That's like, his name. Who cares? Calm down. I had to have read that wrong. The CCA, the Comic Code Authority, rejected the story that this guy wrote. I guess his comic, and they flagged his name, Wolfman, yeah, no, no. as so a violation. Yeah, they flagged it, but then they went back later and said, oh, no, okay, it's just his name. They thought that it was actually a comic. They didn't actually read it. They just looked at the cover, saw They just Wolfman, looked at the co- oh. and thought that it was that, so they flagged it, and then he was like, no, 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 it's just my name. Oh, actually, no, they let him make it as long as he wasn't credited on the first page. That so, is so yeah, odd. That kind of sucks. But... Well, Spider-Man is actually what beat the comic code. Is he? Yeah, so in 1971... The United States Department of Health and Education, they talked to Stan Lee about like basically making a story anti-drugs. And he chose to write a three-part Spider-Man series about the dangers of drugs. And then um, he got into a lot of trouble with the comic book authority. Yeah, so he actually has an entire quote thing here. They just slapped straight in the Wikipedia article talking about it. Basically, what happened was he was following, you know, the comic book code stuff, right? And then decided for these three comics that, you know what, he wanted to bring attention to drugs and the problems that was causing. And, you know, the CCA didn't like that. And he just said, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go off the CCA. We're not going to even bother putting their stamp of approval on this. They're not even going to be involved. I'm just going to make these and do it myself. The code wasn't very happy with it. But honestly, I really actually respect the fact that he did this. This It's actually pretty cool. He says that he just wanted to bring attention to that. And he also says that he never wanted to write anything that was like super against the code anyway. Like, right. You know, he generally agreed with the code. Yeah. He says that if there hadn't been a code, he still wouldn't have written anything any differently. He said that like he understood why they were doing it because that was like their job. But he just he chose to disagree. Yeah. With no, them. he just kind of he said right there at the front. Yeah. They're like lawyers. They take things literally and technically. So, right. According to the rules, you shouldn't mention drugs, so he couldn't be mad about that. Those the rules are the rules. He just said 
eh, okay, we can't do drugs. So I'll just, you know, take it off the code. It's just kind of cool that like of all the heroes out there, Spider-Man's kind of the one that like kind of stood against it at some point. Like, Yeah, Spider-Man appears to have stood his ground. Well, it seems that in the same year, 1971, uh, it, it was kind of an interesting year for the code, all things considered. Uh, in 1971, the code decided to allow for, among other things, the sometimes sympathetic depiction of criminal behavior and corruption amongst public officials. So I, from what I can tell, the code initially, if you were going to depict crime at all, you could not depict it as being sympathetic. You couldn't yeah, have the guy criminal. who was robbing banks so he could pay for his daughter's medicine. You know, no, none of you that. couldn't yeah. have that. Um, he had to just be robbing banks with the striped white and green shirt and the bank robber mask on. With he was out for that money. He was just a greedy little money yeah. monster. You know, basically, he was just the hamburglar. Right, right. You you can only have the hamburglar. And also newly allowed were vampires, ghouls, and werewolves. Um, zombies remained taboo. I'm seeing they they still weren't really allowed. You you will notice. You know, when they got rid of things in 1971, they were like, yeah, okay. You can have vampires and werewolves, and then, you know, Morbius showed up. Morbius was illegal for a long time, and then once that happened, they were kind of like, yeah, okay, now we can do Think vampires, about that. let's do Morbius. So it actually makes sense that they made him. Imagine what it was like to read comics before Morbius. It was basically like dancing before the cha-cha slide was invented. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, was just yeah. like uh, there was, was nothing like miserable... to it. It just wasn't the same. Yeah. It was basically just like looking at pictures with words. Like it was just like yeah, kind of like uh, what am I supposed to be laughing? Am I supposed to be interested? Am I like, supposed to be crying? On? I don't understand. I don't, huh? Yeah, think about that. Morbius. I mean, this is why America is what it is. Like we we fought against England so that we could have freedom of vampires. For thousands of years, humans have been, you know, restricted. We couldn't write Morbius comics. But now, because of this great country... Like, think about that. Jack Churchill fought in World War II so you can have Morbius. That's right. Yogi Berra. Yeah, Yogi Berra fought Yogi Berra even fought. So you can have Morbius. Hi again, it's Jesse. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Deep Lore Boys podcast. You can find more episodes of our show on YouTube and Spotify, which we encourage you to share with your friends so we can grow the podcast. And drop a comment down below if you're feeling extra generous. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope your day is nothing short of interesting. Take care. I'm going to go post that one on Twitter.com.